Marty! You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. We're back with Marty. It's Mike and Russ time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we almost did it. It was, it was like it pretty time. One day we'll get good. this. You know, in our, our very last podcast, we'll, we'll hit it perfectly. I thought you were going to mess it up really bad this time, but you didn't. You're, you're not too bad, actually. Um, normally, I try not to work while we're podcasting with Marty, but tonight I have to. Just You'll make an exception. I'm working and I have to, so excuse my, excuse the scritchy scratch of my mouse on the mouse pad, please. I think you were working last time too, and every now and uh, then I think it was a, a long, drawn out pause after I would have after I asked you a very important question. I was thinking, thinking important <laughs> thoughts. I, you know, I don't want to just blurt out stuff in response to your heady questions, Mike, and your your thoughtful. Thoughts and yes, whatever intelligence. <laughs> um, so, so what, are we, what are we discussing, Russ? Well, before we get into the discussion of this evening, this podcast, we should announce that we are going to appear live and in person somewhere. Yes, we are. Um, the- yes, we will be. Dis- we will be at the Long Beach Comic Con. No, yeah. Long Beach Comic Expo. Comic Expo. February 20th and 21st. We will That's be there on the 21st. Right. Well, I'll be there both days in Artist Alley, but our panel will be on the 21st. Who are we going to be speaking with, Russ? Um, Chris Claremont. Of? Of the legendary X-Men scribe, Chris Claremont. I mean, yes, please. of course, the comic book dorks or nerds should know that. Uh-huh. Uh, and the dorks too in the <laughs> Don't leave out the dorks. Um, but if they don't know who Chris Claremont is, they're really, really big dorks. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean anybody who's read X Men, or you know, the thing is, people who would never even read X Men are familiar with Chris Claremont's work because the films are heavily influenced by his uh, X Men writing, comic book writing. Yeah. In he- fact. He was big in the 80s. Right. And in fact, X-Men Days of Future Past is based on his story mm-hmm. of the same it, name. <laughs> it changed a bit. But, right. Right. You know, it's but that's also what we'll be discussing at the panel. It's all about right. Days of Future Past and how it ties into Marty is through all the time travel stuff. Right. Exactly. So uh, Ruth Ann Thompson, who is an actress and um, a comic book uh, well, what? She's like a nerd aficionado of lots of geeky stuff. All things uh, nerd. Yeah, and she is the uh, one of the program directors at the Long Beach Comic Expo, and she asked us to come and be on a panel with Chris Claremont. He agreed graciously. Shockingly. Shocking. Grac- yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, probably like, oh, I guess. <laughs> wonder how much they had to pay him extra to be on a panel yeah. with us. Um, so... Yeah, so that should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. That's in 2016. If you're listening to this uh, after February 2016, you've missed it. <laughs> so, sorry. Well, we should get a, a huge uh, 
bumping audience after the con. Because well, the, hopefully, yeah. Everyone in the panel, which I think in the in the flyer it says that the room holds two hundred, and I expect at least two hundred to be there. And that means we should get at least twenty new listeners. At least, at uh, least, I hope. think probably more like two hundred, and then they tell all their friends. So, right. <laughs> It'll just keep doubling. Well, and then Chris Claremont will tweet about it and say, I had an amazing panel with these gr- these great guys. You should listen to their podcasts. And then, of course, uh, you know, we're, gonna, we're off to stardom right after that yeah. because yeah. I mean, it's, it's right, he's right probably there. got like a bajillion Twitter followers at least. It's within our grasp, Russ. Got to think big, Mike. Aim for the stars. Yep, yep. Keep your feet on the ground. And keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> that was where he really bad Casey Kasem impersonation. That was a terrible Casey Kasem. Yeah, it was. That's. Thank you. Appreciate that, Mike. Just <laughs> you're supposed to oh, go. No, uh, that wasn't so bad. No, really. If it wasn't, if it was even kind of attempting to try, I would have said, "Ah, eh, wasn't bad." But that was bad. <laughs> I'm too tired to try. <laughs> I used to listen to Casey Kasem every Saturday, though. Every Saturday, American for... Top Forty. Yeah, he was good. That was back in the 80s, for the, those of you who don't know. He may have gone into the 90s, but I think... No, actually, uh, Shadow Stevens was doing it by then. He, In fact, Shadow Stevens took over in the late 80s, I think. But you know what? Now that I think of it, I think Casey Kasem might have come back and had his own Top 40 show later. Um, just based on his own name, said, you know, Casey's Top 40 or something. So it went from Casey Kasem to Shadow Stevens, and then... Casey Kasem stole it back from Shadow Stevens. Well, no, Shadow Stevens, I think, may have still been doing the American Top 40. Casey Kasem was doing his own Top 40 show. Oh, um, so like, were they playing know. the exact same songs? Well, if they were going off the Billboard Top 40, they would. But, you know, American Top 40 never played every single song in the Top 40. They would talk about, you know, a couple of songs here and there. And, you know, this song's been at the char- on the charts for two weeks and... You know, but here this should, this song has made a rise. You know, has jumped ten spots, and then mm-hmm. of course he would do his long distance dedication. Ah, uh, yes, that? yeah. Uh, I miss Casey Kasem, but I know we're way off topic. But <laughs> as as always, I mean, that's part of the the Already, charm of we haven't show. Even, yeah, we haven't even gotten into our uh, time travel topic, but we're sort of traveling back in time. Talking about Casey Kasem, so I'd like to go back and ask you a trivia question about Casey Kasem. You probably know the answer to this. Okay, go ahead. Um, what name two characters? Speaking of Ruth Ann Thompson and her voiceover work, uh, which <laughs> that's a, I sort of made a segue, <laughs> sort of right. So terrible segue. <laughs> um, Casey Kasem was also known for his voiceover work. He did. At least two different cartoons, Saturday morning cartoon voice. Well, one of them may not have been Saturday morning. But anyway, cartoon voices that we would have watched as kids. Can you name those two? Well, he might have done more than two. So well, I'm thinking of two, but you may think of others. I can name both of the ones that you're thinking of. Well, how do you know? How do you know Cause, I'm thinking of them? Because I know. Because it's know. probably the only two that you know. <laughs> it's the only two that I know, and I know that these are the two you're thinking of. Okay. Okay, the first one? Well, uh, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Oh, that's I, I forgot about that. That's true. That's probably his first. Oh, I I didn't even think about that. But yeah, that's a huge one. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he did Robin on the Super Friends. Right, exactly. Well, those are both Saturday morning cartoons. The other one I was thinking of was Mark from Battle of the Planets. I uh, 
I, you know I would have never guessed that in a million really? years. I don't think I ever watched Battle of the Planets. Oh my God, you missed an amazing show. It was, uh, I'm, you know, I, I actually have a little bit of a tear because I, f- <laughs> I feel like you had a, a, a sad childhood because you never saw Battle of the Planets. I never really liked that anime stuff anime back stuff? when I was younger. Um, what were you racist or something? You just didn't... no. I just it 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 bothered me the way that their mouths moved. That they didn't really have any mouth definition. It was just the blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, because it was translated from Japanese and dubbed in English. Um, yeah, the mouths never matched up right. Yeah, so it always bothered me. So I never really watched it just for that. If you want to consider that racist, then I guess it was. <laughs> You're racist against cartoons, <laughs> dubbed cartoons. Um, no, I guess I can get that. But, you know, for me, I was, uh, I started with Speed Racer when I was like, maybe like five years old, maybe six. And then, um, Battle of the Planets came out, I want to say 1978, 79. And then, uh, you know, then, oh, then after that was, uh, Star Blazers. Um, Yes, you never watched any of them. That's, um, yeah. And of course the Japanese versions are different names and, you know, different. Uh, probably more violent and stuff. I know the I know the Battle of the Planets version was Gachaman. Are they on uh, like YouTube or Hulu now? You could probably find them on YouTube, like bootlegs. I don't think they're anywhere streaming like legally, but you can sure you can find them. Of course, you can buy them on DVD. You can buy the original Japanese ones, or you can buy um, the Battle of the Planets. I love the Battle of the Planets because you know that's you know that's a when you're a kid, you know that's that's. Um, it was space and planets. Yeah, and I mean, stuff. and then the music was, you know, the whole they they sort of played off of the Star Wars thing. the The opening credits look like um, the Star Wars crawl, you know, when, mm. when you know, kind of like that. Uh, and then they had the music was sort of, sort of, I don't know, you know, huge like that. Star Star Warsian. Um. Anyway, but Casey Kasem was the leader of the group. Mark. Hmm. Uh, they were a superhero team of all youngsters, and they were fighting the same. The are they the ones with the wings? Yeah, the wing. They were the capes, but they were yeah. like wing capes, yeah. So I did I did see some of them. I mean, I know enough that I saw that. Right. And there was one, the little one didn't talk. He kind of beeped and booped. Yeah. He was bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah. He, he talked, but he had a weird stutter that was also sort of like, bleep, 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 bleep. and then, um, yeah, that was um, Kiop. His name was Kiop. Yes, so I mean, I know, yeah. I know enough. You know enough to say I don't want to watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> and why are we talking about this? Russ it has nothing to do with time travel. You know. So anyway. Well, it was us traveling back in time in our minds. Exactly. Exactly. And this, as we've said before, Mike, this is our time down it's here. Is our time exactly? But. We should get to the topic and the film of the evening, which you actually aren't sure if it is um, really related to time travel, or you don't know yeah. if it sort of fits. But I I'm going to make it... an I'm going to make an argument that it does. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure that it actually fits the criteria for time travel. Right. Well. Um, well, what's the movie? Go ahead. Well, Hit us with it. well, first of all, I'll say that we're recording this on Groundhog Day. And given the fact that we <laughs> yes, talked right. about Groundhog Day one time, if Groundhog Day counts as a time travel type of movie or story for the Marty podcast, I think that this film does as well. And this film is a German film 
from the late 90s. I don't, I can't remember the exact date. Uh, I'll look it up in a minute. But uh, Run Lola Run. Yes. Or it is a, it is a fine movie. Great movie. Yeah, I oh I love it. This is one of my top ten movies of all time. Uh, you've seen my the movie poster I have on the wall, the uh, the German version. Yes, yes, uh, I have. Uh, and I think of the German version is called Lola Rent. I don't know how you say that. It's R E N N T. To me, that sounds like Lola Ran, or you know, like I don't know, I don't know German, but it, to me, that makes it sound like it was the past tense of Ran, but or Run. Um, but uh, this film stars Franca Patente I'm probably butchering her name sorry Franca yeah who you uh, may also know uh, from the first two Born Identity movies so the Born Identity and the uh, the Born uh, what was the second one Ultimatum no that was the third no, one no Supremacy the Born Supremacy yeah and she was she yeah, well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it because I was gonna, I was gonna say what happens to her in the, you know, and how long she's in the movie and stuff in the second one, but I won't. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Even she, you really just did, right? Kind of just, I kind of just did. So, <laughs> thanks. You know, I hadn't seen it. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, anyway, um, and the other actor, well, the other star is a lesser known actor, uh, and my mind just went blank on his name, but. Uh, he would is he was in uh, a German film called Das Experiment, uh, which is a really cool movie if you haven't seen it. But he was also in uh, what did I say a minute ago? That was I was we were talking War about Z. this before we oh World War Z that was his most recent. He was a a, a World Health Organization doctor in that film, um, and I remember recognizing him. He didn't even change that much, which is funny because uh, Run Lola Run came out in 1998, so like you know it's like. 15 years later and it was still he doesn't even look that old but anyways the director is Tom Twyker or T- I oh man I'm not even going to try to say his name I just messed it up on the T-Y tell me the T-Y-K-W-E-R Tickfer Twyker what Twyker Twicker T-Y-K-W-E-R Twickwer Twickwer <laughs> Yeah, All right, something like that. Anyway, he's <laughs> he's actually one of my favorite directors too. He's directed a, a few other films that I really enjoyed. Uh, one was called um, The Princess and the Warrior. Never uh, saw it. Another German film with Franca Patente, and the other one you may have seen, starring a amazing as always Giovanni Ribisi. Have you seen? Um, it's called Heaven. It's um, and also Kate Blanchett and Giovanni Ribisi. I don't believe I've seen it. Well, that's another one you should check out. Uh, that one is that was that one is another European film, partially in Italian and partially in English. Uh, oh boy! Giovanni Ribisi plays in he speaks English and so it takes a lot of work to watch it. Yeah, well, you know, Run Lola Run does too, unless you play it on the dubbed version. But, so let's get into the concept of this movie, Run Lola Run. Um, why don't you give us a quick rundown of the basic concept, and then why don't you explain why you think this doesn't qualify for this podcast? All right. Well, um, it's about uh, her boyfriend, Manny. Uh, he loses some money from, I guess, some thugs or some gangsters that you're supposed to carry it for. Okay, wait. I'm going to stop you right there real quick. 
I'm I apologize for interrupting, but I want to say it, this movie is called Run Lola Run. Well, I know, but you got to set up why she's running. Yeah, but the, you you started saying it's about her boyfriend Manny. No, it's not about Manny. It's about her. Okay, excuse me, okay, audience. <laughs> the movie is about Lola, but if you wait a moment, you'll find out why she's running. Right. Okay. So her boyfriend Manny loses some money. Um, he has some money from some thugs, and he it gets taken. He has to get off the subway where the money is, and it gets taken by just some random bum. Right. So he has to find a way to get the money back, and he calls Lola, and he tells her the whole thing, and he goes, "I'm going to go rob this store," and she says. Just wait for me. I'll be there. Right. And he doesn't know how long he can wait. He's got like five minutes or whatever. 20 minutes. So so she leaves her apartment. And from then on, basically, she's just running. And she's running and running and running. She runs down the hallway. She runs down the street. She runs to find her father to get. And there's a whole big series of events that she does. Right. Um. And each of those events, they give you a time jump to what happens because of what she did. Like she passes this right, guy. This is and cool. She passed this guy in the hallway with his dog. And at one point, um, she hesitates, and that stops her from meeting somebody on the road. And then they, they cut to that person's life. And because she bumped into her on the road, she goes home, she has a car accident, and she dies. And it's a whole series of events about, you know, five or six people um, that she she encounters on her run. Right. Which is very cool. It's a, it's a great way to do it. It's, it's a very interesting concept that um, just by being delayed a few seconds or by being, you know, not being delayed a few seconds, people's lives change because of... Uh, what's happening right because as oh well, i guess what you get you'll be you'll get to that i don't want to jump ahead what i'm saying is i don't think you haven't gotten into like the fact that she repeats the run three, well yes three okay times. so Just... so in the in the in the very first one at the it's it broken up into three sections right so she runs out of the house she bumps into some people she tries to get some money from her father and, Who's a banker, right? He's like a big banker or yeah. something. Yeah. And she gets to Manny's location too late. Right. And he already robbed the store. The cops are already there. And when she comes running up to try and help him, uh, the bullets start flying. She gets shot. And she's lying on the ground dying. Yeah. And she says, I think she says, wait. And something then like that, yeah. it clicks back to her answering the phone talking to Manny and oh no you missed an important part um before it shows her talking on the phone she has this like memory of of her lying in bed with Manny and they're like talking you know boyfriend girlfriend stuff stuff. you know there's like she's you know they're philosophizing in bed you know and As, as we all tend to do well yeah I mean you know it's um of course. Anyway, anyway, and then that's when she, she's philosophizing. Basically, well, not philosophy. She, anyway, she. This is. I don't know if this is a memory. I get the impression it was a memory, um, or or something. And then so that's when she, um, then it just goes back to her dying, 
And Manny's, you know, oh, no, don't die. And then she says, like you said, like, wait or something like that. Or stop. And then that's when it goes back to her on the phone again, right? Goes back to her on the phone again and doing the same run, but with, you know, time delays. The first one, she runs past the guy in the hallway with the dog with no problem. Second right. one, he trips her right. and she falls down the stairs, which delays her. Well, it hurts her leg, too, so she's sort yeah. of limping. So it's things like that. But the thing is, she doesn't remember doing it before. Right. Like in Groundhog Day, he wakes up every day at 6 o'clock, remembering fully all the past days that he's done this. Right. This one, she, you know, boom, the day starts over again. And she has no idea. She's just running. And it's what happens to her along the way. Like what the delay causes in her, you know, ability to get to Manny on time. So that's why I don't think it's a time travel thing because she's not really causing it and she doesn't remember what's happening. I disagree. (laughs) I I know you do. Um, Okay. So can I, should I, should I rebut? Please jump in. Rebut I, will, I will. I will rebut you. Uh, I will rebuke you, and then I will rebut you. <laughs> um, um, my rebuke is this: you forgot a important part of it. I think, anyway, that uh, granted, she doesn't remember, right? But I really feel like there's two different. There's a couple different things. I feel like that, first of all, there's a certain, in in the very beginning, when she's talking to her boyfriend, he's freaking out. And when you see why, you know, he's, because he's basically got $100,000, he's supposed to get to this guy, and if he, now now that he doesn't have it, because he left it on the train, um, because he saw the cops coming, and they panicked, and he he just imagined the bum took it, because that was the only other guy in the train car at the time. Um... He's freaking out because he knows he's going to die, right? He basically, if I don't get the guy, you know, that's why he robs, he wants to rob the store because he's desperate. And she's like, no, wait, just wait, just wait. And then, anyway, he's freaking out and stuff. And he's like, like, he's like pissed off at her because you were supposed to pick me up. You're never there. So, again, this is, this all sort of started because she didn't pick him up. Well, she didn't pick him up because somebody had stolen her scooter, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, and she's like, I'm sorry, I know. And he's like, you know, Lola, you're always there, but you let me down this time. And he's freaking out. Anyway, during that phone call, and she, he's freaking out. She finally, she's telling him to calm down. She's like, calm down. We'll figure this out. We'll figure this out. And then she just screams at him. She's like, stop. Or I can't remember exactly what she says, but to me, it shows there's a certain power in her words. Because when she does that, like glass breaks, you know, uh, everything sort of stops. Like time stops in a way. I mean, not literally time doesn't stop, but I. It, when you see what happens when she's about to die and then she says, stop or wait. Mm-hmm. I think that's her saying, no, I'm not going, I may be dying, but then no, I'm going to do, I, I'm going to try again. So, because then later, the second time around, well, that's, uh, I was uh, sorry for interrupting, but I was oh, going to rebut you. Okay, with you the can second time me. around. Okay, because in the second time around, right. she gets to Manny, right. um, a late again, and the cops start shooting, and he gets shot. Right. So then he goes through this 
memory or whatever, and time or the day resets again back to when she's on the phone with him. She didn't have anything to do with that. that How do you know? Because she didn't say wait. She didn't say stop. She didn't scream. Nothing happened. It was just Manny dying. Um, Maybe. You might be right there. But that doesn't mean she didn't control it. But well, the, if it was a time travel thing, they should have at least shown her, you know, closing her eyes and concentrating. Well, her. okay. Well, maybe let's say, for the sake of argument, that you're right and it's not time travel. She's not resetting time. Maybe the whole point of this movie is just to show is kind of a thing like, remember, uh, um, we've talked about before that, like, when you make certain decisions, it can, you know, the, there's a theory that it can set off another timeline altogether. Well, not only that, but it shows not only what her decisions make for her life and whether or not she can save Manny, but what happens to the other people. Like, when she runs by uh, this lady earlier in the movie who's like uh, this bitch, right, pushing a, pushing a stroller, and the lady's really mean to her. She looks kind of like a drug addict or something. And then the second time she goes through, she, like, misses the lady or something, but then the, somehow the lady picks up a lottery ticket or something, and then they. What's really cool is they show like they they sort of follow this person's life whenever she kind of encounters someone. You, they follow with a series of snapshots what happens after Ro, after Lola runs past them, right? And mm-hmm. then like they go, and you see in the series of snapshots, the woman wins the lottery or something, right? So, so it's like showing the. Sort of the the butterfly effect, if you will, to harken back to another time travel movie we talked about. Um, just you know, of of one decision changing uh, that affects everything. Wh- one thing I like too is that this is and this isn't has, doesn't have to do with the time travel stuff. But when she's sitting there just trying to decide, they're so they're going around her like kind of like. Um, Looks like a dolly shot where they're kind of going around in circles or something, or maybe she's spinning, and and she's like trying to figure out who do I go to, who do I go to. She's like, do I go to Papa or to so and so or to so and so, you know. And then they're like, and as she's trying to make the decision, she's saying it faster, and that those their photos are sort of popping up. But it's not just photo; it's like them standing in front of a camera because when she like in the first one, she decides Papa, like he's the last one, and then he looks at her kind of Brady Bunch style. You know, like the opening from Brady Bunch. And then he looks at the camera and shakes his head. Nope. Like, bad decision. Um, I don't know. That's just, that's just That was just pretty cool to me. But um, to, to me, that kind of also shows you that this isn't, the, this isn't a typical kind of movie. Not only that, but when she starts running down the stairs from her apartment building, she turned into a cartoon. Yeah, they go into cartoon. Well, yeah, she doesn't really turn into a cartoon, but they, the camera goes into her neighbor, neighbor's uh, apartment. And then zooms in on a television, which has a cartoon version of her running down the stairs. And then it goes into the television and follows her down the stairs until she comes outside, which is really cool. Um, yeah. That's a very – it's a great movie. It's a very good movie. Yeah. I just I just don't – like, it just, to me, is more of an, like, an alternate reality. What would happen if uh, – I, Yeah, I could – I uh, yeah, I can see why you say that. I just feel – I've always felt like – she was in charge, though, of the, of the, um, you know, of, of the, of the cha- re- like, I always felt like she had the power to change it, you know, like, she's and, gonna, you know, she gets another shot, and it was her, her, her choice, uh, whether it was, con- she was conscious of it or not, 
but our uh, our audience might be wondering why we're doing this movie if I didn't think it was a time travel movie. Also, and the answer to that would be I saw the movie the first time many many years ago back in the nineties, right? And loved it, thought it was great, and years passed. And I, I somehow kind of always did think it was like a time travel thing. Right. But then when I rewatched it, because we were going to do the podcast, I said, no, that's not a time travel movie. So yeah, I did and then one you, time think yeah. it was time travel. And they were like, I don't know if we should do this, Russ. And what did I say? We're going to do it, God damn it. Yes, and you did. And so, here we are doing it. <laughs> so, uh, listeners, the three, <laughs> the three listeners that we know of, um... Mike is off the hook. This is my decision. I take full blame. The buck stops with me. Um, That's you know what we should do. What? If anybody's listening, and they agree with either me or Russ, they could. Do we have tweet? We should get it. We should get a, a Twitter address we for Marty. Do just for Marty, yeah. Uh, yeah. We each have or, a tweet. An email. We each have a Twitter um, account, but we should we could do it. Well, they could leave comments on the website. Russ and That's Pat, Russ, could. Russ and Pat. Com. Uh, I don't know what the exact, but they can click on Marty on the left hand side and then go to, you know, leave a message on this particular episode. But yeah, there we could set up either a Gmail account or um, or something like that, and and as well a Twitter account as well. We could even set up a Facebook page if we wanted to. Oh, I'm not on Facebook. Yeah, you're not on Facebook at all. <laughs> you're barely on Twitter. Barely. Every now and then, I, I posted a comment yesterday. That was about it. Yeah, you you posted a comment the other day. Gee, I wish we could do another. Po- <laughs> there was another Marty podcast available. It's true. And look, look where we're, look what we're doing now. Ah, uh, yeah. So it, well, it worked. We would have done it sooner, but I blame my friend Greg Orlando because he was in town and uh, hogging all of your time. So. That's true. That's true. Well, I'm sure we could have recorded at some point, but you know he was staying with you, so I didn't. I didn't want to like have you say, "Greg, no, I cannot spend time with you this evening." Well, we could have we could have recorded any time from our last podcast to this one, even minus the Greg time. Well, that, that someone was someone was always busy. That's neither here nor there. We'll just uh, <laughs> we should we should get back to the movie, uh, Run Lola Run. So. Um. As so, you you liken this movie more to something like the film uh, Sliding Doors. Yes, if with, anyone has ever seen Sliding Doors, I I hearken it. Hearken starring, it. starring Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow, and um, the guy from the Mummy, the brother from the Mummy, the Irish guy, Fines Joseph Fines. Is that his name now? Oh no, let me no um. He was oh, also geez. in um, uh, Spartacus. The, he was the the owner of Spartacus. I can't remember his name. I'll tell you in just a moment. But yes, uh, Sliding Doors uh, is what I, I relate this to because in Sliding Doors, she misses her subway. Um, right. And it, well, actually, she, she catches it in one instance and she misses it. And they, they split it down the middle so then they show both parts of her life how it progressed you know in the one life how she got the subway she went home she caught her boyfriend cheating and broke up with him 
Yeah. And her life progressed from that one on. And the next one where she missed it, she didn't get home in time. The boyfriend got the girl, the, the, you know, this girlfriend out of the house and had the life progressed from that. So, so was, they basically more of told, an alternate timeline. Yeah, two stories, alternate timelines. Um, and your argument is that Run Lola Run does the same thing, but just with three timelines or three yes. alternate versions yeah. based it, on it is, her choice, her original choice of who am I going to go to to get help? Because her first one was her father. Second one was... Um, well, I think the second one, the second one she goes to her father as well, but... In in both cases, the first time she goes to her father, she runs down the stairs without being stopped. And she gets to her father in the bank just in time to hear him tell his mistress that he he's leaving his wife and he never liked his daughter. And that kind of sets off, you know, a whole chain of events for Lola that he, you know, he doesn't care for her, doesn't love her, never did. And in the second one, after she falls down the stairs and can't run as fast because she's limping, she gets to her father too late um, and doesn't hear any of that. And then he, he, uh, yeah, but then kind of kicks her out of the bank and says, you know, I can't give you the, no, does he give her the money? Or he says he can't give no, her the No, yeah, well, no, he's like, no, Lola, fuck you, because I have bigger things to deal with, and I'm tired of you know bailing you out of all this and your loser boyfriend or whatever. And she 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 has a security guard escort him out, escort her out. And when she's getting escorted out, she grabs a gun. She grabs a security guard's gun and robs the bank. Oh yes. And oh then, yes, that's true. Yes. And then when she but when she gets outside, they're like the cops are all out there, and they're like. They just think she's in a fleeing hostage, and they're like, "Get out of the way! Get out of the way! We don't get down, duck down, because there's a bank robber coming out." And she's like, "Oh," and she just so that she escapes with the money, but like you said earlier, she gets she gets there too late in time to save Manny. He's dead. Yeah, We're dying. The, He's dying. The third one, she gets down the stairs okay, but something else holds her up because she doesn't get to her father. In time, because her father had a, an appointment and she gets held up because I forget where she goes, but she gets held up. And by the time she gets to the bank, her father's not there. So that that option is is off the table for her. Oh, she this time she she dodges a couple of the first obstacles and people, but she gets hit, I think, by she like or gets almost gets hit by a car who that belongs to a guy who works with her dad or something. Um, and then. That actually keeps him from having a car crash later or something. And then... Oh, no. He kept getting in the car crash, the, the, her father's friend. The first right. time, the first two times, he hits, like, three muscle heads in a car, and they come to beat him up. Yeah. And then the third time, he makes it away from there. He doesn't hit those guys. But then they're traveling down the road. This guy and her father are traveling down the road, and... Then they do end up getting into a car accident, yeah. and it's with those three musclehead guys again, which is kind of funny. They so, so that, guy's, that guy's fate never really changes. Yeah, exactly. And then the yeah he can yeah too too bad because uh, <laughs> uh, because there's one where that that evil the evil lady who like stole a baby in one of the versions like in 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 the second one she wins the lottery, but I think the third one she like becomes a nun or something. So um, but. Anyway, she gets there, and Manny, um, Manny is able to get a, like a phone card from an old lady or something, 
and to go make the call and then but then he sees he sees the homeless guy with his money because the homeless guy's yeah. riding a bicycle and he has the the bag which just looked like just a plastic shopping bag but that's got all the money and I think apparently the homeless guy may or may not have even looked in in the bag because well he did he did on the train after Manny got off. But how does he doesn't Manny get get the um, bag of money like pretty easily and like gives the homeless guy something and the homeless guy's like oh okay thanks. No, Manny. The first one, Manny's on the train and he's got the bag of money, and yeah. he sees cops coming on the train. I know so he that gets, part. He gets scared and he gets off, so the bum takes the money. Right. What I'm talking about is in the third the third run, Lola's third run. Manny. Um, He Manny, fi- oh, I know what it is. No, the third in the third one, it, it is cool the way they do this movie because everything kind of ties together. Yeah. Um, because not only Lola- yeah, her choices somehow end up like even though th- she thinks oh I'm gonna get there too late, but some of the stuff that she did running into people ends up having a domino effect that helps Manny find the homeless guy with the money. Well, the, yeah, the thing was she was running down the road, and in each one she runs into this guy on a bike who right. says he'll sell her the bike. Right. And most of the time she's like, no, I don't want it. But they follow this, the bike guy at one point and he stops at a, like a taco stand and where the bum is who has the money and he sells the bum, the bike. And then the bum's riding down the street on the bike with the money, which is where Manny sees him and starts chasing him. Oh, I remember now. Then the cop, and then so Manny trades trades the gun, trades the homeless guy the gun for the money. Yeah. And and, and that's why I remember thinking, yeah. So so now not only does he have the money now, so he can give it to the bad guys or, or you know save his life supposedly, but he doesn't have the gun, so he can't kill anybody or get shot because nobody's going to think he's robbing the place. Yeah, well, that's that's the third run, Lola. Right, run we sequence. were talking about the third, run. and in that one, everything works out pretty much perfectly because yeah. Manny gets the money back from the bum. Lola um, runs into the to a casino, and oh, that's right, because she wins. She, oh! yeah, she bets. She bets all the money. And this is another part where the scream comes in. She bets right. all the money on like I don't know black or something. Twenty, 20 black. Always bet on black. And that it was, comes up, and she's like, when she doubles her money, she's like, woo, I got all the money. And then she puts it right. all the money back on that same thing, and everyone's looking at her like, you're double or nothing. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> but as the, the ball is spinning, she does her scream, which shatters all the glasses and draws all the attention to her. And somehow that makes the and ball. And the ball drops in the right spot. I told you point. she had powers. Yeah, but see, it's still not time travel. She doesn't, she doesn't time travel it. And if she could time travel, why doesn't she just time travel back to before her scooter got stolen? She doesn't know. She doesn't know how to control her powers yet. Well, she knows enough to scream and get the ball to drop where she wants it to. Well, she was just sort of hoping against hope with that, you know, and then it just it worked. And I, I contend she slowed time down just enough for the ball to fall into place. <laughs> That's not – I mean, just slowing time down wouldn't stop it from uh, – Maybe. Maybe it slowed time down and she was able to – to her scream directed the air to the ball to blow. <laughs> See, now you're just making stuff up. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm, I never said that I had an, I, an idea or any clue on how she does it. Just that she does it. But oh, so you were going to mention the, you know, uh, 
uh, once again, this is all spoilers, but you know that's part of this show. So hopefully they've listened to this, or or if they, I mean, hopefully they've seen the movie, and if not, they're gonna go forget this and they'll watch it. But <laughs> the basically doesn't the bad guys who he owes the money to doesn't he end up getting killed? So now he doesn't know anybody, and now they got lots of money. Or no, does... because he he takes the money that he got from the bum. Oh, Lola, so Lola wins her money. She wins enough, like $100,000 or whatever. She runs up right. to Manny, um, and but he had already found the bum. So he brings that $100,000 to the bad guy, which, you know, settles up their debt. They're all fine. Right. And then Lola shows right. up with her bag of $100,000. So they, they're $100,000 richer. They're both alive, $100,000 richer, and they can... They don't have to, um, you know. They can get their get her dad off her back. Yeah, but see, the, this is another part of the non time travel. She doesn't remember anything that happened. So you don't know that. Do, you, you don't. I, you, you you do know that because if if she knew that she had gone back in time or reset time, then she wouldn't go back to her father again. Yeah, that's that's she a good. Well, point. she wouldn't go back to her father again, but she would also know what to do to stop Manny from robbing the store. Like the first time. Well, okay. Here's the second time she wouldn't, she wouldn't stop in the bank to get the money or go to the casino. She just would have ran right to Manny and stopped him from robbing the the store. I contend once again, that she did know in some way because she, I feel like she, I felt like watching this. She was like, she was trying to get to the, to the store even a little bit earlier the second time. Like, like, you know, like maybe she didn't know exactly why, but it's almost like she knew that she had to get there even sooner than she did the first time around. No, cause she follows the same path. The only thing that slows her up is she gets tripped on the stairs because in the second, the first one, she goes to the bank super fast to see her father and finds out all the stuff that he's cheating on the mother and the second time since she falls down the stairs she's limping so she can't run as fast so she gets to the bank later she's yeah but she's following the same the same path it's not instead of if she knew what was going on she could have just run right to the store but no she can't run right to the store because she wants to try to get the money first well yeah but she can stop Manny from robbing the bank and then she you then mean she the grocery store you mean the grocery, the grocery store. store yeah the grocery store if she knew what was happening, if it was a real time travel movie, which it's not. See, here's the thing, Mike. Uh, it's open to interpretation. <laughs> it is. I it feel is like possible. I'll give you that. It is a possibility. I still, I, 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 I guess I always saw it as she, she didn't really necessarily have control over this. Um, it was just like some sort of force of will. It's almost like it's almost like you know when you say you went and did something and you went to you know you had a pop quiz in school and you 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 pat you failed or you knew you were failing and it's going to affect your grade and you're just like going I just wish I could start over this day or something like that and then you did but maybe you wouldn't remember it but there may be some little part of you that kind of remembered it. Hmm. But. I don't know. I don't know that it's really supposed to be thought of this in depth either, though. Um, no, I don't think so. I think it's just probably supposed to be an enjoyable movie, which it is thoroughly. Right. And Whether you think of it as a time travel movie or just a regular cool movie, it's a it's a great movie to watch. Okay, so here let me ask you this: 
is this showing, in your mind, since you don't think it's time travel, is this showing three different Lolas in three different universes? This is showing the possibilities of three different Lolas in three different universes. So which, which choice, which one did she really choose in, in the, real, the real world? I think in the real world, there she was chose world, the first one where she got shot. Oh, you're such a cynic. <laughs> well, that was that was the first one we saw. I mean, I can't say that she chose the... Why? The you, if the movie's just showing us the possibilities, why wouldn't your heart say, she chose the last one and then they lived happily ever after? Well, I mean, I, I understand in a, from a movie perspective why they showed the, the happy ending first, because if she... last. Or the, yeah, they showed the happy ending last because if they showed the happy ending first, you'd be like, why am I watching the rest of this movie where she's all bad things are happening? Well, apparently you would have been happy with it because you're like, yep, that's what she would have chosen. She's dead. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Way I'm to go, saying, Lola. I think that, you know, in the in the realm of all the possibilities of Lola, which would be many more than three, they just showed us a, a snapshot of three of them. Okay, And but, I think that the, the but, first one that she chose was the one where she got shot because that's yeah but your argument earlier was that she chose to go to her dad first in all three scenarios so if that's the case um if that's the case then it's not even a matter of her choice her original choice it's a matter of happenstance on a, a number of steps she took one way or another because like like we said the first one she ran she dodged the dog she dodged it out. That was when she was a car- <laughs> that was when she was a cartoon, by the way, because they show that as a cartoon. And she dodged the dog, right? Yes. The second one, she trips when the dog does that, right? And then she hurts her leg, so she's limping. So that slows her down and changes everything. And the third one, I forget why the third one is totally different, except for oh, maybe it's because I think the third one she like yells at the guy. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she yells before she even gets the dog. She's basically like, ah, again, the power of her scream. There's something to that scream, Mike, I'm telling you. There is something, well, I'll admit there is something to the scream, but I just don't think that it's it's a time travel. Like if she screamed and boom, the day reset, I'd be like, all right, maybe she's resetting the day. But again, if she can scream and control it, why wouldn't she just go back to stopping the scooter from getting stolen so she could have been... Uh, picking up Manny when he needed to be picked up. Well, like I said, she doesn't know how to control her powers yet. She may not even ever control them because maybe now that she's got the money, uh, she and Manny can go start a life together and uh, live happily ever after, and she won't have to worry about it. I hope she gets her scooter back, though. Well, I don't think she'll ever get her original scooter back. Well, they should buy buy a new one. I think they, well, maybe. But I I think they do show the guy who stole her scooter. Towards the end, in the third thing, but I don't think she sees him. I think Manny sees him, but I don't know if he sees the scooter itself. Hmm. Here's one thing I thought was cool. This is this doesn't have anything to do with the the whole time shifting or or timelines or alternate universes. But um, when when Manny is telling her, she he's like, "Oh, that fucking bum!" Right? He's pissed off about that because he realizes that homeless guy probably has my money. Right? And the and then the picture of the homeless guy they show him and like Ms. Manny's telling what do you think imagining what he thinks he did he's like yeah he probably took his took my money and he ran off to Florida and they show the guy <laughs> in those like picture and then you see the homeless guy and then the homeless guy like smiling like hey that's a good idea and the next thing you see is the homeless guy's all cleaned up 
no beard, all shaved, and he's like basking in the in the in the sunshine in uh, the sunshine state of Florida. Um, I don't know. I just like that part because uh, you know they sort of did because when he's talking about him, they sort of did that mugshot thing, like the mugshot of his fa- of her father and stuff. Um, when he's the guy's just standing there looking at the camera, and then. Uh, but we know the homeless guy never did any of that. He just he just rode a bicycle around. <laughs> he tried <laughs> to he bought it. Yeah, he bought a bike and tried to try to try to sell it and make a profit. Hey, you got to give him credit for being enterprising because he didn't go just blow the money all in one place. Although well, he, you do see that he bought himself a jacket, right? And he did buy the bike, so they were down right. a you know, a couple hundred francs or quid or whatever. Their marks or whatever mark, money they were using. I think. It, well, I don't know. They're, 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 they do the euro now, I think. Yeah. Uh, but uh, back then, 1998, so. it was. I think it was still. I think it was still the Deutsche Mark. Yeah, because they say 100,000 marks. I don't know what that translates into uh, for dollars, American dollars. I will say this though about this movie: if, if somebody hasn't watched the movie and they don't feel it's totally ruined. I think they could still enjoy it even if even after this. But um I would recommend and this is just me talking, it's not Mike. Mike is off the hook. Mike's off the hook for this whole podcast. Don't blame Mike. <laughs> um I would say can... <laughs> What? I was just gonna say you could delete all of my parts in this and just talk you can just have you be talking on the podcast about how it is a time travel movie. <laughs> yeah. It would be like, I'd just be arguing with nothing. <laughs> or just, I would just edit it out so I could just talk. I would just have my parts, right? And then, uh, I would never do something like that. Uh, I think, I was just going to say, I think people should get, should watch the German language one with the subtitles. Because this, because when, with the one that's dubbed in, the voices are horrible. Going speaking of voiceovers again, it just just horrible voiceovers. It's like you know, Manny's like Lola. I'm scared because I lost a hundred thousand. You know, it's just his voice is so. Her voice is annoying. His voice is annoying. It's just it's so horrible. It's just ugh. I mean, there are movies out there that are dubbed that are okay, but this is not one of them. And but this is actually the movie that started that got me started watching movies with subtitles like kind of as a rule as far as foreign movies go i i don't ever since this this movie when i watched this in 98 i could never watch a dubbed movie again because i mean i could watch it but i just cringe the whole time just because it just doesn't well it's, it's i well think it's better it. to always watch it in the original language but sometimes you know reading is hard like yeah. this movie wasn't bad because it it reading wasn't reading is hard. It reading is hard, but it's you know it's hard to to read and watch the action what's going on. Luckily for this movie, there you know the action was kind of still. It was usually on one or two people or a couple yeah, of scenes. There, there's not a ton of where, dialogue. So, yeah, yeah. So you know when when she's doing her running and the action and, and all the stuff that she's she's encountering, there's no um, you know words on the screen that you have to pay attention to and read. Yeah, so you don't have to do that thing where, oh shit, I think I missed something when I was reading the subtitles. It's nothing yeah. like that. You know, usually when they're talking, uh, it's just you know a couple people talking, so you don't you're not gonna really miss much reading the subtitles. Um, so yeah, I think that even if someone is like, I don't like subtitles, dude. I don't know. 
you know, I think I think I would still <laughs> suggest get the one with the subtitles. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <That> is, <laughs> because reading is hard sometimes. <laughs> reading is hard sometimes. It's just so hard. Reading is fundamental. Reading is fundamental, but it's also hard sometimes. That's riff. That stands for riff. Reading is fundamental. I remember riff. Yep. Did is it riff that had the bookmobile? Or is that something else? Back in the seventies. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if their riff ever had a bookmobile. Do you remember the commercials like on Saturday mornings or maybe it was in the afternoons after school? I always riff, wished I, I never saw a bookmobile in my world, but I saw them on T V. It looked like a lot of fun. Basically it's like a mobile library. <laughs> It looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, because the mo- the bookmobile would come up like an ice cream truck. They would open it up, and you go in the back, and it's like a bunch of books. And the kids how would you- just take a book. How do you return them? Maybe the next time the bookmobile comes around. I don't know. How long are you allowed to keep them? I don't know. I told you I didn't have a bookmobile in my world, so I don't know. <laughs> it seems like a a bad idea. Why? Well, because, I mean, it's great that the kids would get the books, but, you know, how long are they going to keep them? And, you know, when, you're, when your mom yells at you, hey, the Riftmobile is back, you'd be like, I'll just keep it for another week. So and your mom would scold you. Forever. Your mom would scold you. It's same, it would, ugh, Mike, it's the same concept as a library. Jeez. No, because the library, you get, if you don't bring the book back, they they charge you for it. Yeah, maybe the bookmobile guy charges you for it too. It says if you don't bring it, all right, I'm coming back next week, but you're gonna you're gonna owe ten cents, because back in the seventies, that's all like late fines were, like ten cents a week or something. Yeah, I remember that. You know, so I don't know. Hmm. Take a oh, look, well. Mike. It's in they, a book. They weren't in. It wasn't in your world, nor was it in my world. So we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, maybe it was a make-believe thing. It was maybe it was just a thing, <laughs> you know, to like encourage kids to read. May, hey, kids, if you read, maybe a bookmobile will come to your neighborhood. Hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I wish, I wish a book. I wish a bookmobile would come come to my neighborhood right now. Would you go out to and get a book from the bookmobile? If I knew it was coming, I don't think maybe. you would. What are you trying to say, Mike? I'm just saying <laughs> that I think if you looked out your window, or even if you 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 know how they how the food trucks have their Twitter accounts and you can tell where yeah. they're going to be, if there was a a bookmobile and you knew it was going to be outside of your apartment at like two o'clock on a Tuesday, I don't think you'd go out and see it. You know what would happen? I would say I am so looking forward to that. I'm going to go do that tomorrow, and I'm going to oh, it's going to be so great. And then tomorrow will come around, 2 o'clock, and I'd say, oh, I'm still in my pajamas. I don't feel like going <laughs> See? So who's right? Me. Mike, you're always right, except for now, except for this time with the time travel, with the, <laughs> with the, I mean, with Run, Little Run. I still think, well, like I said earlier. I think we need to, I, I think it, there is a possibility. And I also think we probably need some, some audience feedback to, to tell what the uh, consensus is. Maybe, but I I still think that it f- can fit in our time. I mean, fit in our podcast if we wanted to. Oh yes, I th- so, I definitely think it does. It has the possibility. But yeah, to, is it is it's it? It's not time something training? I would have said. You know, uh, we're not talking about it because I'm not sure if it's in. I think it. Like I said, the first time I watched it, I thought it was a time travel movie, and then when 
we brought it up again and what movies we should do. You know, Run Lola Run was on the list. I didn't even think about it. Well. Until I rewatched it. And then yeah. my brain said, this really isn't a time travel movie. But for Russ's sake, I'll let him have it. You're too, you're too nice to me, Mike. Yes, I am. I'm being sarcastic. Oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> um, I was being facetious. That's a be- that's a, that's a better term. See, if if you read books, Mike, you get a bigger vocabulary. Yes, you can use even, college words even like though, facetious. Yeah, even though reading is hard sometimes. <laughs> reading is hard sometimes. Uh, <laughs> So but if you had an eye infection, would reading be hard? <laughs> yes, it would be hard. Yes, then you'd listen to an audiobook. You're not you're not reading it, you're listening. Well, Stephen King said in his book on writing, he counted audiobooks as far as books he reads in a year. So if Stephen King says it, I'm gonna count it for me too. Because <laughs> <laughs> these days I listen to more audiobooks than I read like books with words. I, I tried the, listening to on an the page. audiobook once and I didn't like it. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I haven't given it really a chance. So I'd have to really find a book that I wanted desperately to read and then yeah. try listen to it on the audiobook. Are you like so, George Costanza where you like he just he's very particular about the voice? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is the voice and I don't know. I just I I'd have to find a book that I really wanted. The best audiobooks in my experience um are the ones read by the authors and and specifically autobiographies like Stephen King's On Writing um which I mean it's a it's a book about writing and help help writers and authors but it it's very much an autobiography as well uh but also uh Steve's um another Steve Steve Martin Born Standing Up excellent excellent audiobook his autobiography uh-huh. Do you have that one, or did you do you get them from the library or the the library book? I think I have. Uh, no, I get them from Audible. I should get them from the library because it's free. You can borrow them for free. But um, you know, I I usually buy them from Audible. You can get some you know royalty free ones online, but they're usually kind of old. Maybe the next one, next time I'm at the library, I'll look for the Steve Martin. It's really good, especially if you like Steve Martin, like I do. And and I'm a big fan of Steve Martin. Uh, I I think you'd like it. It's really, you know, it goes back to when he was a kid and how where he started out and what got him involved, you know, motivated and how his how his father inspired him to do this, and then how, you know, uh, I don't know if you know, but he was he started out, um, on the you know I think writing on the Smothers Brothers, um, that was one of his first gigs I think, um, but then he was huge, huge stand up in the seventies. And then walked away from yeah. it. Saturday Night like, Live. I'm done. I'm done with fish. I mean, I'm done with stand-up. You're still with fish. Oh, uh, <laughs> I I had a flashback to the to that movie. Um, uh, the the <laughs> oh, what's his name? Kaufman. Um, Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman movie. Um, <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just went blank. The one with Nick Cage. Uh, adaptation, adaptation. Yeah, and then there's a character in there um, played by Chris um, O'Donnell. Is it Chris? O- no, it's not Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell is the, the kid who played ba- uh, Robin in Batman and Robin. Um, 
Anyway, you would you would know him. I'll I'll find it. But anyway, there's there's a part where he's talking about he's they're going down the road. Uh, Glenn Close is in the drivers, the passengers. Um, passengers. She's talking. She's interviewing him. Right. He's the guy that. Did you see the movie? I did. Long time ago. She, he's the guy who who uh, she interviewed. The guy who goes after the um, the orchids. Uh, he hunts for the orchids, the illegal orchids in the in the Florida Everglades. It's been a long time. Uh, Chris Cooper. I don't remember that part. Chris, Chris Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. So anyway, she's talking about how he got into orchids and stuff. And basically, he's the kind of person he gets really involved in something, and he gets passionate about it, and he's like focused. That's his one focus in life. And then he just gets to a point where he's done with it because there was just a like point me. where he was he was into f- tropical fish, and then there's a point where he just got he was done with it. He walked away. He's like. And I was done, done with fish. <laughs> She's like, "Why?" That's what he's. That's all he said. Done with fish. That's, so that's, that's like, like you. Me. You just I walk away. That. It's I, I get really into stuff, and then suddenly I'm, I lose interest. I'm like, eh, I don't care anymore. But you haven't lost interest in me yet, or time travel. That's well. Maybe time someday travel, you will. I'm, yeah, I'm hoping to. Maybe that's why future Mike has never come back to 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 save me or to help me out because future Mike has gotten tired of Russ. He's like, eh. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a possibility. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe future Mike gets tired of Russ, gets tired of the world, and goes and invents a time machine. But by then, he's all alone because he's he's given up on everything. Well, so yeah, so we're always saying that future Mike and future Russ are sitting on a couch somewhere laughing at present Mike and present right. Russ. But maybe it's just future Mike all by himself. Yeah, maybe future Mike and future Russ don't even know each other. Yeah. And it, and maybe future Russ is like, I miss my friend. And then future Mike is like, I got a time machine. <laughs> where do I go first? Anywhere where I can avoid Russ or, you know, any number of people. Yeah, most most people, in fact. <sighs> yep, I see how you are. Yeah, well, as we always said, future Mike is a douche. Yeah, well, now we see why. Yeah. Because cause present Mike is fickle in his interest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think that uh, this was a successful episode, whether you liked it or not. Every episode that we do is a successful episode. I feel like I was going to look something up earlier, too, about movies and about the all this stuff. You know, we were going to... I think I was gonna like look something up and let you know, but I I don't know. That's all right. I'm sure it wasn't important. I'm sure, yeah, probably didn't really matter. It certainly didn't matter to the podcast. Well, it mattered to me. Well, and apparently not. I'm gonna wake out. up in the middle of the night and scream out what it what it was. Maybe I'll scream and go back in time and repeat the day just so I can tell you what it is. <laughs> well, so, but try and remember. Yeah, so I can remember. By the way, I just I I I have lived this day before, Mike. I just wanted you to know. I, I I travel back in time just so I could look something up on the internet for you. <laughs> then you'd then you'd be upset because I wasted my time traveling skills. Yeah, you wasted your. If, if everybody has just that one one power, that one ability to go back, even just a day or whatever, and your day. You wasted to come back to tell me that you needed to look something up on the internet. Yeah. 
Or maybe that'll be our next time quandary. Like, you know, what would you do if you could only go back 24 hours? Oh, see, that's a that's a rough one. Yeah, only 24 hours. But you know what, Mike? There's a lot. There's a lot you could do time traveling 24 hours to change your life. Especially, uh, see, especially if you do, if you time travel the day of the Powerball. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's that's clearly an obvious one. But just say you could go back to the beginning, like tonight you go to sleep, and you wake up today, you know, eight o'clock in the morning. How's that going to change your life? No, I mean you go back exactly twenty four hours from the time you decide to go back. Like right now, it's it's you know, say it's eight thirty p.m. and I go back, I will go back to 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 last night eight thirty p.m. How's well, that going to change your life? That's what we'll discuss on our next time quandary. <laughs> you better remember it next time on Marty. <laughs> We're actually going to do uh, next time. Maybe if we can set it up, we may be doing a. Uh, a triple threat uh, with our network compatriot David, who has the Crowdfinders podcast where he talks about uh, you know interviews comic book creators. He wants to do a podcast with us talking about time travel and Star Trek, and that could be a Ooh. long episode uh, depending on how we work it out. But there's a lot of stuff you can talk about with time travel in regards to Star Trek. Yeah, there's there's actually quite a few shows on TV. Are coming on TV that will involve time travel that we can add to our list of things to talk about. Well, hopefully one or two of those I can say, no, Mike, you're wrong this time. This has nothing to do with time travel. It's not uh, the same. Yeah, you probably will be thinking you can say that, but you'll never <laughs> be able to actually say that. Oh, why? Because Mike is always right. Who's always right, Russ? Oh, Mike. <laughs> See? Except for that one time when you were wrong. Except for this. There was one time. Just recently, actually. Just recently. But can you remember exactly what it was? I do remember what it was. Okay. And so, and, and because I also remember that not only was I right, but your wife was right, too. <laughs> and you were wrong. No, I think I don't think she was right. I think it was just that she was there when I was wrong. Oh, so she witnessed it. <laughs> She's like, she you're wrong. The, the thing is, she won't remember what it was. So I'll say, I'm always right. And she'll say, no, there was that one time you were wrong. And I'll say, well, what was it? And she goes, I can't remember, but I, re- I, I know you were wrong. And I say, well, if you can't remember, then it doesn't count. <laughs> so Then she's going to call me up and say, Russ, help me out. <laughs> this is the one I'm like, I'm not getting involved in this. Uh, you, would, you would sell me out in a heartbeat. I probably would. It depends. It depends on what the argument was. Like, okay, what is it? Okay, yeah, I'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw you right under the bus, Mike. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you would. All right, we're getting a little bit of static here, but we're going to go ahead and wrap it up anyway um, for another episode of Marty, Mike and yep, Russ time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was a staticky yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I don't know. It's on your fault. It's your fault, so... It's just the universe getting back at you for disagreeing. For being being a douche. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. Future Mike is interrupting the podcast. Inflecting his douchiness on us. (laughs) It's static static douchiness. Oh, and now it's echoing. Echo, echo. (laughs) All right. All right. Getting all that static static back. I guess it's time to end end it. (laughs) We're out of here. 
This podcast is copyright 2015. Mike Solo and Russ Wooten. Mike and Russ Time Yeah is a part of the Uplate Network at russandpat.com.